0: This is The Thera Podcast, hosted by Drs. Martin Wesley and David Whittinghill.
1: Well, welcome to another edition of The Thera Podcast. I am Dr. Martin Wesley and our other host of the program is Dr. David Whittinghill. How are you, David? Hello, Marty. Great. Good to be here. I'm excited about what we're going to talk about today. Uh, because it really i think represents something that counselors haven't really talked about in the past because it really wasn't around and that's uh, artificial intelligence exactly computers have been around but not ai yeah at least not to this level because i think uh you know ai i guess we'll just keep going with that instead of artificial intelligence but ai's been around. I, to some degree again how it's defined i guess you could argue that a calculator is ai i guess um uh, yep. so i uh, or or many other things but so i i think it's been around i think we've been using it in education for quite some time um i remember you know the debate over You know, when I was a kid, at least going to, you know, middle school and high school, they just didn't allow a calculator. It was like anathema at that time. Do you you, you remember that, too? I do. I do. And
0: and you weren't allowed to use anything. Well, even into uh, my first year of college, you weren't allowed to use a calculator in our uh, beginning algebra classes. You're only allowed to use a slide rule. That really dates me.
1: Yeah, I remember those, too, though. So, oh, yeah, I'm dated with you. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I see in many ways uh, this technology has been around. Oh, by the way, I, you know, when I, 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 I've always loved technology. So uh, to me, this is fascinating, this whole idea, AI. But I still have, I mean, I was always on the cusp of that. So even in high school, I remember my goal was to get one of those Timexes with the, with the calculator on the watch. You remember those oh yeah yeah oh I and, you know that was to me that was like the ultimate um and then later they came out do you remember the timex oh what were the name of those timex um they were the first smart watch and it had the calculator and everything but what you had to do is actually lift it and put it up to your screen and it would flash all kinds of different uh um you know messages through these screens sort of like a uh, a upc code or something like that but it would be flashing constantly wow. and for about 30 seconds and it would read it and when it was done you know you 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 had your calendar uh uploaded or down you know uploaded to your phone or to your watch but you know looking at it now i mean it's the silliest thing but anyway maybe that'll be worth a fortune one day i don't know <laughs> yeah, I bet
0: it will. But that's, yeah, that's incredible. I, I do remember, uh, uh, the first, and we've talked about it recently, the first, uh, computer-based, uh, mental health counseling, uh, app. It wasn't an app. It was just, uh, it was on DOS and you typed in questions or, uh, you actually responded to this DOS program, and it was called Eliza. Uh, it's still up today, and you. It, basically, what it does is paraphrase. Um, it's built on the parameters of Rogerian counseling, um, and so it gives you back uh, statements and uh, paraphrases uh, what you've said before, so on and so forth, and. It's so outdated now compared to like if, like with Chat GPT, it's it's unbelievably dated and and stodgy. But back then, we thought it was the you know it was really cutting edge stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, and and if anyone is interested that's listening to us can actually you know just do a search Eliza, E L I Z A. Uh, Uh, and probably the Rogerian therapist and actually find this um, that has been done with a JavaScript version of it. But originally, this literally came out in the 60s, which is even pre-DOS in a sense. But I mean, it was it was something quite special at that time. I mean, you really think about it. That's 60 years. That's 60 years ago. (laughs) and um, if people thought that, that that computers were going
0: to replace counselors then yeah that this was going to be the ultimate thing.
1: That was yeah. the goal of it. So yeah, so it's, so but, it's we do have that history now um, it's been around uh, but again, we have a whole new influx where the data input, is literally being grabbed from the entire web in a sense to make these decisions or uh, for count, uh, for these counseling chatbots? Is that right?
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. So uh, some of them are built on, um, on CBT on the parameters of CB, cognitive behavioral therapy uh, and looking at the logic of uh, an individual's um, texts to to the bot and, and or um, a Rogerian client-centered type of response where, where in fact, the, the responses are tailored to be empathetic. Even though you know the machine has no feelings, the responses are such that it would give you the impression that it is, um, uh, warm and inviting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Again, I, I, uh, yeah. So they're trying to, if I get this right, they're using cognitive behavior responses, but they try to do it in an empathic way. Right. Um, yeah. With reflections and, you know, some basic type listening skills. If you could make, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and and I think you know, uh, and some of the, I think some of the most popular ones are Wobot, uh, uh, Lisa, Uber. uh There's one called Remind uh, that focuses on mindfulness responses. But mm. the question is, I guess Marty is, what are these things? Uh, what are the benefits and risks of these things? And mm. Will they ever replace a counselor?
1: Yeah. Well, that, yeah, I, I am quite fascinated uh, about that as well because I think some people truly. I, I think we train people in our counseling programs to almost uh, make an argument to that effect, in the sense that we are training them to do gimmicks, <laughs> to do. To do, uh, you know, therapeutic approaches—that you have to have your own approach, and you have to use that and force that on every client. Um, and it, you know, and to me, that's not counseling. I so think, what you, you go ahead. No, I, I. It even reminds me of, and maybe I'll even play it here. Uh, but, but it reminds me of a Rolo May um, interview in which he was responding to gimmicks. Maybe I can play that. Go ahead and play that. Okay. Let's try that.
2: Well, I think psychotherapy is facing a very profound crisis. I think the teaching of the fathers, Freud and Jung and Rock and Adler has been, uh, in this crisis, almost completely lost. And the problem is that psychotherapy becomes more and more a system of gimmicks. People have special ways of doing their own therapy. Uh, they uh, learn which particular buttons to push. They are taught various uh, techniques by which they can, <coughs> so to think, at least cure this uh, isolated symptom or that. And that wasn't the purpose at all of Freud and Jung and the rest of the of the really great men who began our field. Their purpose was to make the unconscious conscious. Uh, and that's a great there's a great deal of difference between that. Now the gimmick approach leads to a general boredom. And the reason there's so many new systems of psychotherapy that spring up, that every time we turn around, there's a new system. Three four hundred now uh, exists with this kind of therapy, that uh, kind. The reason that this happens is that people are simply bored, as the therapists are bored. And they have to find some new gimmick in order to make it amusing, at least to them. Now, they're bored because they deal uh, with the minor problems of life. They patch a person up and send you out again. I don't regard that as real therapy at all. The therapy that is important, as I see it, is the therapy that enlarges the person, makes the unconscious conscious, enlarges our view, enlarges our experience, makes us more sensitive, uh, enlarges our intellectual capacities as well as, uh, as other capacities. Now this is what Freud was setting out to do. It's what Jung is trying to do. So, Albert and Rock, of Rock, these people never talked about these gimmicks. It just didn't interest them. What did interest them was making a new person. You see, the new possibilities come up, then you have to change the person. Otherwise, you change only the way he behaves, only the way he approaches this or that uh, incidental problem. problem is going to change in six months when you'll be back
1: again for some more so-called therapy wow yeah see that that makes sense to me what he's saying that that i think now he was talking several i mean a couple decades or more ago but i think there there's some wisdom in what he's saying and i think it's only gotten worse where we are training people for gimmicks and only looking at trying to solve a a symptom rather than the underlying problem and that is not really counseling that's definitely not psychotherapy
0: right yeah that I, what struck me is his um his comment on making the conscious the unconscious conscious and i think right. if you look at all the different types of therapy that we have uh, Take, for example, um, cognitive behavioral therapy. Maybe that wouldn't be considered a psychodynamic, but you're making the individual, you're not making them, you're helping them become aware of irrational thoughts that they weren't aware of previously, and you're helping them reframe them in a way that's not so um, catastrophic, so on and so forth so in a way I think he's he's on to something there when he says that that most therapy is supposed to be about this becoming aware of things that are actually that we do and that we don't do that actually um, keep us from being our best selves I'll put it that way
1: yeah being a better person yeah yeah Leading a good life, sort of like the Greek philosophers would sort of describe. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I, and again, my and I again, there's value I think in all the different techniques. I mean, we're not knocking those. We're not knocking the different therap- uh, the no. different theoretical approaches. That's not the issue. The issue is is uh, that we need to go deeper. We we don't. We shouldn't think that it's a matter of just giving a a uh, a handouts and homework assignments, and you do this, you do this and your world is great again. I mean, rarely does that happen. It's usually about changing ourselves and having a completely new awareness, of if you want to use a religious term, being truly born again in a sense of a new life, because you see your place in it, and see more meaning in it, and seeing how you respond to others, which will affect all the relationships that you have, and also a perception of again who you are, in that, in the in the cosmos, if that makes sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it it does, and it reminds me of. Uh, um, boom, boom, boom. Bunte, uh, it's a South African philosophy. Uh, I am because we are,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and pays more attention to me, the person, and how I relate to others. Hmm. And becoming aware of that is, is, is the main goal of your life, I guess. But it's not a religion, it's not a, a theory, it's just a, a way of life, sort of like Buddhism. But anyway yeah, yeah I, I see that it's uh, that counseling is much more than just a set of strategies and techniques that we're trying to 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 get at um, the whole right uh, holistic humanistic approach I guess
1: yeah I remember us talking even in an earlier podcast about uh, you know, paint by number counseling, or in other words, a canned approach where, um, you know, somebody asks this, you respond with that and you just back and forth where in many ways, I think there has been some studies that say that these chat box can actually respond more appropriately according to the theoretical approach than most real counselors. But does that mean that healing occurs more? Because I just have my I, I, I'm highly skeptical of it because to me that means um you do not have you know, we're not talking about the art of counseling. We're not talking about that true relationship between two living human beings. Um I mean, literally we're interacting with a toy <laughs> with a with a with your computer, with your phone,
0: mm-hmm, yeah, and I tried some of these out and uh, and just on simple everyday problems and that sort of thing, and uh, just to see if they would uh, uh, what their responses were, and it, you know, and some of them are, I would say, I mean, they're look, they're free. There, it's a place where people can go who can't afford therapy. So I can see that as a positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, they're always there. So
1: it's pretty right, consistent. Right. Availability. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So um, it's interactive that, that to helpful. some degree.
1: Yeah. And to me, I yeah. see it as a, uh, an interactive self help book in some ways.
0: That basically that is what I got. Whenever I um, introduced other, uh, more serious issues with uh, with the chatbot, um, especially those that are uh, built on uh, CBT, I was often offered uh, you know worksheets, homework. Uh, exercises. Sometimes they were free, sometimes they were at a cost. So, uh, they're actually, uh, charging you to, for further information in, uh, in exploring your irrational thoughts, which is interesting. I, I don't know if that's helpful for those folks that can't get therapy, but, um, uh, the other thing I found was that I, I, I uh, actually uh, pretended to be somebody else and uh, with a, uh autistic type presentation, uh, was missed. it misdiagnosed me, uh, my character, uh, right. as a hoarder. And it was, so I, I don't find that it has a that across the ones that I've looked at anyway, that they're very um, reliable in terms of assessment. Yeah, they cast a wide uh, net to capture as much information as possible and then come to a conclusion that's not always accurate. And it it spells that out at the bottom of it, you know. uh, So-and-so might not uh, be accurate. Right, right. This bot may, yeah. But I will say this, all of them seem to have... Uh, the ability to detect crisis and attention to harm right um, and quickly send uh, information about crisis hotlines and that sort of thing right. so I found that uh, somewhat relieving
1: you know there are uh, technologies there are um, companies and I don't want to mention their names per se but There are uh, companies that advertise on late night TV that, uh, you know, we need to get some therapy and to go on their website and, uh, you know, uh, you can just text with a counselor if need be. So you don't have to do video. You don't have to even have a physical um, telephonic type conversation. It literally could be just texting, messaging back and forth. And for me, I'm not so sure that this wouldn't be an alternative or if we want to call that counseling. To me, that's not counseling. But to me, I think that there's good evidence that people actually um, get a better experience from a chat bot uh, if they didn't know that that wasn't a real person behind the scenes
0: you raised a very interesting point um yeah i in fact you know uh there is a a, one of these companies that actually does that you interact with the bot first and then it refers you to a counselor
1: yeah so yeah to me to me i think we went down a a negative road when he called that therapy, um, I could see, uh, you know, I, I don't know. We need to come up with a different vocabulary. But to me, that is not psychotherapy. That is not counseling. Right. Um, that's uh, maybe getting advice. That may be unloading your burdens, whatever we want to call it. But that is not counseling.
0: Maybe it's um, AI confessional.
1: <laughs> that's interesting because I think yeah we've have a history coming from that uh, religious community from over hundred years ago so that that's that's interesting you say that because I I could see that too but you know yeah. here's the point is is they they're ad- actually advertising and it's being defined sometimes as the therapy chat box, but also empathic chat boxes, and I'm curious, or chat bots, excuse me, but Mm -hmm. can a bot, can a computer program be empathic? No. Okay. You say no, but, you know, they're claiming it to be. Yes. But uh, there's uh,
0: I don't think From my interactions so far, the the chat bot, simply from the input that it has, it it assumes that I am conscious of what I'm putting into the computer. I am am conscious as the client. I am conscious of what my problems are and that the, the bot is going to respond in a way that connects with me Uh, many times when you're in in counseling with a client you're actually bringing to their awareness things like maybe they're they're very anxious and they're shaking their foot they're nonverbals that are not being picked up by the bot so if we're talking about being truly empathic and truly genuine no they can't be because they they only operate on the information that goes in that little text box.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I see I'm sort of thinking the same way that to me I let, let me just throw a question out to you. Um, if you, uh you know it's something you know that we would throw ethical issues out to whether it's clients or whether we did it in education but you know if if there was Mm -hmm. a fire in your house and you had to go in and grab something um uh you know had you know what would you grab you know that that kind of question i'm sure you've heard what what would you grab i'm just curious other than your uh, wife, my wife. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, your wife. Who? What else? You know. Uh, car keys. Okay. Um, yeah. So it sounds like there's not a whole lot you'd grab. I mean, except living no. people and to be able to get as far away from that danger as possible. It's possible. So, yeah. And to me, if I was to do say, I would say very similar: the family and the dogs. Um, everything else while I'd want, well, you know, if I had, if I could grab a couple other things, yeah, pictures, um, my grandma's quilt, you know, my grandpa made me a slingshot, but again, those items, those things are only symbols of the people that, that is extended from them. And to me, Mm -hmm. things cannot, you cannot be attached emotionally to things unless they are in some ways connected to a human being or to a living thing does that make sense because to me that's the problem yeah. with these uh, empathic chat boxes the thought that somebody could be attached have a therapeutic bond or a therapeutic alliance to a chatbot is completely absurdity to me and, and we know that I that see. is the primary way in which people uh, are helped. And there, there's, I mean, literally tens of thousands of studies that show it's the it's the it's the alliance. It's the relationship. It's a relationship. It's a relationship. But how can you have a relationship with a thing? Yeah. So it, through language. Right. That's the idea. That's what they're trying to mm-hmm. convey. Well, yes. I see. And I would try to I would even argue, for example, I did, uh, you know, a research study many years ago um, at a place that, you know, uh, at uh, called Park Place in Bowling Green. And I, I would notice how these these uh, residents of this substance abuse facility uh, were very attracted to babies and animals. You know, you brought in a baby and, oh, my God, these hardcore people sometimes would just melt. Um, And you bring in a dog, oh, my God, things were off. So I actually studied the... um, If I brought in a therapy dog into into a group counseling session what the difference would be in the therapy alliance. And I measured the therapy alliance as well as some other factors. But the issue is, is the therapy dog really did make a difference, uh, significant difference in the relationship between the individuals and the therapist or the therapist team. And uh, to me, again, I don't think again, uh, even a, even a dog represents authenticity authenticity and life. And we do have sometimes shared experiences and memories with an animal. Uh, we can get attached to an mm-hmm. animal. We can get attached to people, but I just don't see getting attached to a thing. <laughs> and maybe I'm wrong. It's but similar it, to the... Well, I,
0: I'm going back to the watch that you talked about earlier. Yeah, yeah. It flashes on the screen. And it's basically your um, your private secretary who's keeping a, your calendar. Did
1: yeah. you feel a certain way towards it? You know, I felt like I had something special. You know, I had something new. Uh, just like maybe an Apple Watch now. I ha- have something to keep me on task, and that way I maybe feel a little maybe important or something. But yeah, do mm-hmm. I feel an attachment? Do, would I replace it with the new edition? Of course I would. It's not about the thing. It's yeah. not like, oh, my God, I just love this thing. It's it, it, all, it always has to do with what does it do for me only. I'm not doing for it. Screw that. I want it to do for me. Or... It would be say say it's a gift from my dad or a gift from my parents or something like that. Then it that has inherent value because the relationship it becomes a symbol of that attachment I have to another human being. So, but but again, I don't see chatbots doing that in any way possible. I I cannot imagine for you know if I was going to use an analogy, David, I would use it like a therapy dog. Or excuse me, just her just your your family dog, okay, and compare that <laughs> to a robot dog, okay. I know when my my uh, Pierre, for example, is one of our dogs. I know when he, you know, I know his emotions. I know when he's ashamed. I know when he's excited. I know when he uh, is sad, and I don't need tears, you know, to show that he's sad. Um, whereas. You know i could have a robot dog that actually has visual cues that says it's you know dropping tears and and you know with led lights i don't care am i emotionally attached and oh my god i feel so emotionally attached to this dog because he's sad this is nothing more than Tamagotchis from the 80s when my kids were all like, the 80s and 90s, when they were excited about these stupid egg things that had these little, you know, games and robots to them. And you're supposed to, you know, take them from an egg until, you know, and keep them alive. I mean, why, how could you be right. attached to a toy? <laughs>
0: that's, that's interesting. But on the other hand, these things do. Send messages back across the screen from the void that say, Hey, how are you doing today, Marty? Yeah. How do you feel? Are you, uh, it's you, because they remember, you know, from day to day what's going on. With right. You. So, um, uh, if you talked about a uh, pain in your shoulder because you, you know, you heard it lifting a a heavy weight on the floor and then say, well, how's your shoulder today? That's a, That's a little...
1: It's different. It, different, it definitely, yeah. It's not like setting a reminder uh, that, that alarms you to say, hey, why don't you do this or that? It literally right. is expanding on that based on the, you know, w- what has happened during the yeah. day, potentially how much you ate, potentially how much, what your blood sugar is. I mean, yeah, there's so many different interactive factors. Good point. Yeah,
0: so it it becomes um, well, it's not human. It almost because of our brain is organized the way it is. We fill in the gaps and we say, "Well, this is very much like a text message that's coming across. Uh, right. this, this thing must care. This thing must care about me. It's asking about my shoulder." Right. Right. And that's, and you know, I think that's the, I think that's the assumed empathy. Yeah,
1: that, No, that's a good point. I, I don't I would never perceive that as empathy, but I would say it's helpful. I, I could see how that can be helpful. And mm-hmm. and again, if nothing else, um, it's just another tool in the toolbox. You know what it reminds me of? And to me, I think this could be a benefit. Um, I think that's where you're going. And a support for a counselor and a client. Uh, and that would be mm-hmm. it is almost like a case manager that's working on all these other things in between a counseling session. Correct. That's how I see it. Yeah. OK, so I could see it. Yeah. yeah. So 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 there's accountability reminders. There's little encouragements here and there, you know, mm-hmm. um, how you doing today? you know i you know just like our, i'm sure if you have one of these watches too that you know you know let's fill those rings you know <laughs> encourage That's you right uh, you know something like that yeah yeah it's time to stand up right right those kind of things yeah. breathe yeah. breathing uh journal <laughs> reminders uh you know i can secret yeah. drink addiction. water drink water yeah uh addiction supports i could see that being again between the times of the counselor being able to see them that you know it's constantly saying hey how you doing you're not thinking about doing this or you know remember to stay away or you know have you thought about going to a meeting or whatever the case is there could be this constant interaction that sort of takes the focus away from maybe cravings or something
0: Exactly, and they they actually have uh, a sobriety bot really? exactly that does that. Yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah, I could see that as an adjunct. You know, again, a tool um, to you know therapy. I could see it being used as sort of like I said, a case manager in a sense. And and if things got mm-hmm. serious, if they state say, uh, you know, I would you know, I want my life to end. Then that's when the mess, if, if it was a connected thing to the therapist itself, it could connect, it could do an alarm to the therapist and saying, hey, you need to contact this individual right away. You know, if, if we had that kind of alignment, because I know, for example, uh, there was a really good app that I used for a while. Um, it was called Therapy Chat or TheraChat, TheraChat. <laughs> And uh, now it's not available right now. They're saying they re- they're redoing it, but I have a feeling they're bringing in AI, and that's what I'm curious about because they had a messaging, as well as a lot of these type features in it, but. If they brought in the AI piece, that's a tech, you know, in other words, a person signs up for it, but they sign up through the therapist and then an an emergency happens. And, you know, from that interaction and it contacts the therapist, Uh, that would be that I think would be a great tool, you know. Now, I don't see that yet, but I could see that, you know, in other words, it's not a. You know, in cyberspace, uh, uh, a therapy chat, but it's truly connected to a therapist. You know, yeah, and the like and the, the
0: caseworker, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, and, and they and they and the person knows that that any alarm or you know that the things that they would fill out or or talk about in general, could be relayed to the therapist, not everything, but, you know, some things that would be alarming or their rankings, you know, how would you rank your, you know, cravings today? Um, and they say an eight. Okay. Well, now that's an eight. Okay. Now maybe the therapist should contact them, but as long as it's below a five, okay, now we're not going to contact the, the therapist, you know, something like that.
2: You know.
0: Yeah. I think that would be what you just described with that TheraChat, chat i i think that would be fascinating i I'd, I'd like to see how that work
1: yeah yeah again i i used it in the past and i had count, uh, clients using it and i was hoping they're going with the ai because before it was just messaging so messaging you know trigger ratings um, you know your journaling and things like that that would all be available which was good but mm-hmm. to me, add the AI chat with it that becomes an adjunct. OK, I could see that being extremely uh, beneficial to both therapist and client. And you could handle higher risk clients in a sense if they're being truthful in their responses. Right. The,
0: the only issue I have with the, the AIs is the issue of. Privacy. Now that we we enter more, the more information we enter in, yeah, the more likely it is to slip out. So if if what I'm typing in is being recorded somewhere, yeah. um, which it is, I, I have proof <laughs> of that. By the way, that <laughs> the bots interact with me, um, yeah. that it, the information is is housed. Even though I'm assured that this information will constantly be private, we know from these breaks with other uh, organizations, even the more nefarious ones like Ashley Madison, information gets out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it can. Yeah. No, you know, we, we could end up in a. Psychological minority report, you know, you start, even, for example, you put yeah. in there about uh, your, your examples and you're just testing it out. But there is an alarm that goes off, you know, that you're a hoarder or whatever the case is uh, you mentioned. But mm-hmm. let's say it's a more serious thing and even contemplating a crime. Uh, you know, who knows what the future might... We do need to think that out. I Again, I don't want to be a conspiracy theory uh, person either, but that is but that is a concern that we need to think out because, yeah, we don't want to be uh, turned into the cops because we thought something, and we don't want to be even uh, diagnosed with something because we were just testing it out or... or uh, um, you know, just looking at symptoms and how it might reinteract, or whatever the case is. So. Right.
0: Well, I, I was thinking from a as a as a private practitioner, um, it feels like I already have a lot of people looking over my shoulder uh, in regard to my clients. Uh, and keeping notes and, and all that sort of thing. Uh, I'm reluctant to keep them on any notes online, even though those apps are available. And most of these AIs now will transcribe any session, fill out the notes, fill out the treatment plan, the whole nine yards for you. However, that sort of scares me for the, not just for the client, but for me, because now, If that information is available, who is going to see that and who's going to make a judgment on whether my skills, my decisions were correct, how I treated the client was correct, so on and so forth. Not that I'm afraid of my my that my counseling is not effective. It's just that that the the counseling information and the privacy that takes place is forever broken i it you can't say that when your client comes in you can know if you're using any type of ai or any of these electronic methods you can say everything that we talk about in here is or over zoom is um it's going to be private it's confidential yeah. forever
1: yeah yeah i know we have assurances from all these companies um but uh but yeah there's still the unknown and you know with the innovation that's going on so quickly we just need to assure that that's true but no i'm glad you brought up that idea Uh, so i am using a ai uh, program right now and let me just throw out three of them so people can look that up one is deep scribe one is s10.ai and another one is freed AI, Uh, there's three of them just real quick. Now, I have been absolutely Mm -hmm. completely floored at how accurate and and how much work that this is taking away from me. Um, So, again, I think you're right. There's there's maybe some concerns out there regarding the privacy part and what could get out at the same time. It's, you know, this balance of. I don't have to write my notes which might take you know 15 minutes to a half an hour to complete and this can do it while Mm -hmm. i'm you know while i'm in session and completes it and i can send a, a letter to him right away and go over everything that was discussed and and it allows me to be a therapist rather than a a dictation machine and uh if that makes sense i mean we're, we're focusing on what yeah. is what our what our job is which is counseling and i can do more counseling mm-hmm. because of it
2: you
0: know i see that i i, I hear what you're saying and and I've, I've seen those things in practice um it is it, very similar to the benefits uh, for teaching and counseling so that's what it reminds me of so when it when ai first came out everybody in liberal arts and and um, and in counselor ed, and I'm sure other professions as well, sort of flipped out because now every paper that you assign is going to be written by an AI. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, what it does is allow you as an instructor to actually find out how much your your student knows about the particular facts. So if they turn in a paper, similar to what you were talking about, there are those uh, test bots now that you can take the paper and actually have it um, create a multiple choice test. and (laughs) uh, You can actually uh, have the student take the test Determine if they actually know about the paper they turned
1: in oh i know it, it's it is absolutely for counselor educators especially and maybe we'll do a whole new segment on that one of these days because you're right there is so many cool tools to use uh that the counselor educator the professor in education of any type any any uh, discipline i mean it's huge what what is going on in our field and again hopefully it's allowing us to do what we should be doing which is teach <laughs> rather than focus on the right. grading because now we can use grading apps uh, we don't have to sit around for two weeks trying to figure out and make an assessment i mean literally we could just give input the material and it spits out assessment uh, information that is fairly accurate as long, you know, we just got to review everything. But I mean, it really does help us to mm-hmm. focus on what's important. Yeah. And I
0: think it uh, we do need to do another uh, segment on on the education part of this because the implications are are vast because um, so much of the information that we need to cover with our students uh is uh, is about the the actual application of counseling and not so much about the, the theories and the names and dates and uh, of when the theories were developed and who did it and all that sort of thing. Well, that's fine, it has no impact on the effectiveness of the people who graduate with a counseling degree. Yeah. So I see that as a, as a way to help us help our students know more about how to actually do psychotherapy.
1: Yeah. You know, which, again, even there and again, I don't want to spend time on the maybe too much on the education part. But, you know, there's a point where I think A.I. is getting to a place where we could actually maybe compare our counseling skills to a bot. We could we could have uh, role plays uh with a bot uh we could uh test our counseling skills in that way we could maybe even eventually have nbcc to go down this route in which they uh, are interacting in an ai type assessment that could still be objective uh, but is um but changes certain variables um that uh that would uh, be more dynamic and more authentic uh, testing. And I know you've looked into that in the past.
0: So. Yes, I have. And, uh, and I think that's a, that's a really good point. And I think all testing is, is probably, our assessment is going to be impacted by the development of AI. We, we, we're not going to be able to rely on uh, simple multiple choice tests now to measure knowledge and expertise, we're going to have to do something more involved. Uh, and, and that means more human involvement as well. Um, whether that's an an oral exam, I, I'm not quite sure where that goes. But right. it is uh, it, it is an actual application uh, test, which the individual will have to demonstrate that they have the knowledge. Um and that whether that's with an ai or a human audience that's a very good question yeah i'd love to uh be a part of that
1: yeah no i i would love to get into that as well it's just to me that's fascinating because i i here's the part on the oral part is i don't trust the humans either um and that that, you know because they're you know diagnosis you've seen it in the past where you have 10 people with with a criteria uh, and still they have come up with different results based on their own experiences, based on, you know, their, um, you know, biases, whatever the case is, objectives, not objective in this field of social science and. and yeah, that would be my fear. Whereas an AI, they could count every—I mean, they could count every word. They could count every reflection. They could count, um, you know, a- and categorize the reflections that are being done. They could know what yes. is a ref- you know—reframe as opposed to, you know, a, a uh, you know another type of. Uh, um, paraphrase paraphrase yeah. whatever the case is and and so that could be done automatically and we could rank them, you know what uh, whatever product we wanted uh, we could rank that fairly quickly rather than just um uh human audience i think i think the bot would do much better <laughs> i think you're right yeah
0: but i would be uh, i would be interested in doing the research on that
1: oh uh, uh, that would that'd be fascinating wouldn't it
0: yeah. that way
1: exactly. so
0: wonder a, a human I think I think we've come to the conclusion that these AI bots as we have experienced them so far are at best um, a case manager transcriber maybe is that a good word
1: yeah I mean yeah I think they're a tool yeah a tool that can be yeah. used by therapists by and by clients uh, to be very useful uh, but also just not to get them mixed up with, I think, uh, a true relationship that uh, can really benefit a client to make significant change. Um, And, uh, you know, or otherwise, it's sort of like what uh, what uh, Rollo May was saying, it just becomes a gimmick. um, Yeah. In that way.
0: I'm glad you... I'm glad you brought us back to that because that's the most important part of yeah. all of this uh, is, again, the relationship and helping your uh, the individual in front of you or individuals uh, become aware of those things that are, they're doing or they're not doing to improve the quality of their lives.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yep, So who knows? We may be talking about this again, because who knows what might happen in the next, you know, few months or even days. Who knows? Because uh, <laughs> this is again. And that's the thing I know you appreciate and love technology. I do as well. So I'm there is yeah. a thrill that I get seeing all what that can be done. It's just absolutely I love it. But I also yeah. realize that this that counseling, it, it'll never replace a human being it'll never replace a human being and and anyone that thinks that therapy is reduced to responses um or you know some kind of avatar picture of someone doesn't understand counseling Mm -hmm. yeah so
0: i agree that that just won't work even though it's it is uh it's nice to have uh, somebody remind you, in a kind with a kind text is still not a person.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yep. Well, it's Good been talk. fun. Yeah, I appreciate it, yeah. David. We'll 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 get to uh, some more cool topics soon.
0: Absolutely. Uh, maybe yeah. we
1: can talk about something like this next time. Yeah. Sounds good. All right, till next time. Okay. All right, bye. All right, bye.